Okay. Hello and welcome to Blues Talks. I am here joined by here with Davidas. Um, this is the first podcast of hopefully many. Um, we'll be talking about the um, recent events of Pompey and failing to get promotion. So the first thing to cover is the game. Right. So Davidas, what did you think of the game? God, where do we start? Um, spineless, kind of very, very lackluster performance. I think from most players, really, obviously there are some some standout, well, not standout, but some players that I guess played slightly above average, maybe Ryan Williams in the second leg. But ultimately, it was just, um, just a, a sort of, it reminded me a lot of the sort of like the, gen, the January like slump that we had, I guess. Um, sort of nobody really wanted to be there. There wasn't a lot of really effort being put in. Um, I guess mm. it was kind of... Um, it's sort of nobody really deserved the result that they got in a sense. It, like Oxford didn't play well, we didn't play well. It was a clear sort of display that neither team were really championship quality. And yeah. so, yeah, I think ultimately it's going to be Wickham Wanderers who are going to go to the championship. And I guess this sort of this sort of match kind of, in a sense, represents our whole season, I guess. I guess we, you know, kind of lackluster performances here and there some good moments but ultimately just not enough to really you know go through i guess yeah i completely agree with that um some players did um put in a great performance i think ryan williams had the best probably one of his best performances in a portal shirt and uh, even mcgeehan mcgeehan's I, I i think he's been a bit below par since in the league but over the two legs he's really shown up and it's just unfortunate yeah. that he, he was the one that missed the penalty because at the end of the day it is it is a lottery he goes through yeah, ultimately, you know, penalty shooters are basically a lottery. And, I mean, it's not really his fault, ultimately. Well, it's, you know, it's not really your fault if you, unless you, like, completely blast the penalty out. It was a decent save. Yeah. But, ultimately, it is partially, you know, down to the team. You know, the sort of, ultimately, it's the poor performance that, I guess, kind of cost us. You know, Harrison's own goal, kind of unlucky. I mean, he did get in front of, in front of Bass, so... You know, yeah. there wasn't really much he could do about it. You know, probably nerves, the pressure got to him. He tried to, you know, kind of be the hero in the situation and, you know, ended up, I guess, costing us the game in to some extent. But, yeah. you know, it it is what it is, essentially. We have to just keep going forward and hopefully next season we can uh, look at certain things to improve. Definitely. The thing that sort of adds salt to the wound is that, in both legs, we were both one up and then conceded just before half yeah. time. Like the second leg, we conceded yeah. our own goal. Literally, this is the last kick of the half in the corner. We probably, as I said, it, people are too quick to bl- um, people are too quick to blaming Bass on the situation. But it was Harrison's fault for getting into the keeper's way and stopping him from being able to um, uh, get the ball. Um, I mean, I, I do I do agree with the sort of Harrison situation there, but I think. Uh, what what kind of well, the question that I have is sort of uh, are we really that confident in Bass? I mean, I'm not saying that he's necessarily a bad keeper. He's definitely got sort of potential, and the stats definitely show it. But yeah. I think sort of looking at sort of past records, and you know, Craig has been, you know, he's yeah. been playing for, for quite a while now. He's played in the what was back then was it the Czech, the Czech Trade Trophy? Obviously yeah, the he final, played yeah. in that final where we won. Um, so penalties, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily talking ne- negatively about Bass, but I think maybe um, that sort of experience from Craig would have been, may have potentially made that difference for us to go through. Definitely, so definitely. I think partially 
down to the manager, but you know, I guess he has he has the faith in him building that experience up for Bass. That might, you know, these kind of experiences might, if anything, shape him to be a better keeper in the future. So yeah. get some, you lose some. I think it would have been, as you said, wiser to choose um Craig for these two games because um he's he's an experienced keeper, he's commanding the box. Bass yeah. is sort of better in the in sort of his distribution where he kicked it better. Um, I think McGilvery's a better shot stopper as a whole and definitely got way more experience and it's definitely more sort of commanding which is definitely what we needed and for two of the goals before we yeah. conceded I think for the first goal we conceded in the first leg I think I think if it was McGilvery he would have saved it because it, it wasn't an amazing shot if you will but it was a saveable yeah. shot which is a bit more heartbreaking if you will I mean you know I've been obviously I've been in the fraternity end for you know this whole season and Obviously, so I've seen the sort of difference between uh, Bass and uh, Craig. Um, I, you know, I can sort of tell that Bass doesn't seem to be that confident in sort of commanding his teammates. Um, yeah. To some extent, obviously, he's sort of like the new kid on the block. He's been, you know, he's replaced, you know, the main goalkeeper at Porto and Kenny Jack has put all of his confidence in him. So he, I guess he's sort of still wary of like kind of commanding his teammates around. Whereas, whereas I think obviously yeah. Craig has already like well, before he had already established his role within the team and he sort of knows that he has to command the team in order to put himself in the best situation. So, yeah, yeah I think there's definitely a sort of difference there and that command, that difference in leadership, again, definitely. that could have definitely tipped us over the edge. Yeah, over the two legs, I thought, on a whole, I think we edged it. We were the, be- we were the better team in the first leg. Mm. The second leg was yeah, a bit absolutely. of a, as you said, lackluster. It was a bit eerie, dull. It, it, as you said, I don't think any of the teams, any of, any of the two teams deserved to go up. It was, it was always going to go to penalties as soon as we conceded the, um, yeah. the, the, the equaliser. It was always going to happen, but... Yeah, you know, I wouldn't maybe agree. agree with the players didn't want to be there. I think it's probably just nerves and team selection, which we'll get into. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you go. I guess that's a, that's a fair point. I mean... I don't know. I, I, I sort of watched the players. I mean, there was there was some sort of drive, but it it just didn't, you know, it, it didn't really look like it was a, a playoff semi-final to me, in a sense. Mm. I, obviously, I completely understand the sort of nerves part. Obviously, we as fans don't really understand what the players are going through. We're just there sort of spectate, spectating and they're the ones who actually have to play the game and have to yeah. deal with the pressure of the fans. But I don't know. I think we didn't really hit the ground running. So mm. I think that kind of, kind of sort of gave off this image that like, I think had we sort of hit the ground running and had this like more confidence and just sort of been like a lot more forward. So sort of, I guess sort of bullied Oxford a little bit more. Mm. I think that we, we could have definitely put in a slightly better shift for that. So that's kind of where I'm coming from in a sense. You know, that's a completely fair point. Um, bringing back to um, the, fir- the first leg, what do you think about the referee's decisions? Because I think, not even out of bias, because the pundit said it as well, and I know some people have said it, but they're, they're, we should have had a few penalties, which does add salt to the wound. I think I think the refereeing in League One in general has been very, very questionable, just to say the least, honestly. Mm. Um, I don't... Obviously, you're not going to get VAR in League One. It's just, it's just no point. So... Uh, refereeing is just it's just not good uh, definitely definitely a couple definitely a couple calls for penalties that we could have had definitely you know yeah. a couple opportunities to 
get forward, but you know, referee I guess turned a blind eye. And I mean, what I don't, why I don't really understand is because this this clearly seems to be a trend within League One. Is there a disparity between the communication with like with um, the sideline officials and like and the sort yeah. of like officiating team? Um, does there seem to be a, a problem with like referees sort of having this? I don't know how to put it, like ego. I guess sort of thinking that they're always the right one and sort of not listening to what people on the sidelines are saying. Yeah. I think in general, they're just, I guess, you know, I think when, when things always don't go your way, you're, I guess you're always going to sort of blame the referee. You're always going to yeah, yeah. say that there needs to be shakeups and there always needs to be change. But I guess, I guess the first, like the, the performance from the referee definitely, um, I think it's quite representative of the refereeing of the whole season as a whole, I would say. Yeah. I think that's, for, that's what I take from it. I think for important games like playoffs, so like those are what, two, three games for a team playoffs, I think they should hire, get um, high, um, higher level referees just for those two games because it's an important game for, for two teams, you know. It's a chance to get promoted and we're, wait, we're weighing it on whether or not there's a good referee or not. So I think just for those two games, we should get a Premier League ref or just a higher level ref, even a championship ref, because it seems fair. Like the referee yeah. decision was atrocious, in my honest opinion. I think that, that's that is that is completely fair. I would say. I guess. I guess to some extent, it would also, I guess, sort of prove a sort of respect for League One. I guess mm. because it does seem a bit like the EFL don't really, not that they don't pay attention to League One and League Two, but I guess they sort of, you know, they're willing to put lackluster referees. In League One, League Two, maybe they lowered the bar for for yeah. sort of what, what it takes to become a referee in League One and League Two. So I guess for those kind of playoff matches, uh, having you know Premier League referees, having the sort of higher tier referees and such, um, would definitely sort of I guess put more confidence into the EFL to really support League One and League Two. And you know, yeah, I think it'd just be just be a good sign. There's even a chance. Sorry, there was even an opportunity when um, Oxford, um, the second leg, sh- easily should have had a penalty from Lee Brown. He- Lee yeah, Brown was a bit absolutely. stupid and pulled a shirt, and that was easily a penalty for Oxford, and they didn't get it even. So it's not even just Portsmouth that's been a bit hard done by, but Oxford as yeah. well, obviously. They got they won eventually, but they did get um, a penalty shout dismissed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a Lee Brown thing to do, to be honest. He's obviously <laughs> such a such a sort yeah. of... I don't know how to put it, like like a traditional English sort of like midfielder sort of play. He always bullies, you know, bullies the other teams or puts in tackles, pulls shirts. He's very physical. Yeah. Not maybe not the best like playmaker or you know maybe he doesn't have the most technical ability, but he's definitely got that sort of fight and fire in him. Yeah. That, you know he 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 definitely has a potential to push the team forward and you know motivate them. Yeah, I do think he was a better option than um, Steve Seddon because obviously Steve Seddon's got the crossing and attacking ability. But I think for a playoff game, we need to be safe and play a bit more defensive. And I think Jacket, in that respect, did play that well. But in a lot of respects, yeah. his team selection was very um, off par, which we will move yeah. on to. Um, right. So what, what do you think about Tom Naylor? <laughs> what do you think Tom about Naylor. him not playing a single game? Um, it's It's tough to say because ultimately... We don't know what happens behind the dressing room. We don't know what happens yeah, in exactly. training sessions. So, you know, obviously, we don't know if he just wasn't feeling it or whether it's an issue with uh, Kenny Jacket and his confidence in Tom Naylor. But, you know, obviously, mid-season, uh, Kenny Jacket changed, you know, the captain to Tom Naylor. So 
there was clearly a point in time where he had that confidence in Tom yeah. Naylor, Naylor. So I don't know what must have happened in order for him to not have played. You know, Tom Naylor, he's definitely a you know a good player. Again, yeah. not not exactly the most standout, not necessarily the most you know technically gifted, but again, fire, fight, motivating. Again, he's the captain of the team. You know, he leads the team and you know yeah. talks to everyone, tells everyone the game plan and such. So the fact that he wasn't picked again it's it's such a i guess it's such a baffling sort of situation and i guess it do, definitely does raise questions as to what's happening you know in the dressing room and such i guess mm. we did to some extent miss him i guess we definitely i think there definitely must have been a sort of underlying message that may have maybe played on the players minds with him not being there but i don't know it 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 raises more questions than anything, in my opinion. I think mm. we 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 maybe could have won without him. I think I guess he's not he's not like he's not necessarily the most how do I put it like necessary player in terms of technical ability, but I think just in terms of like what it means for the team. Yeah, I think balance, that could have yeah yeah that's yeah, that defensive balance, and I think. Going on to Bryn Morris as well. So he hasn't played since May 2019 and his yeah. first two games back are the two playoff games ahead of Tom Naylor, which does raise questions. And I think Jacket does need to um, speak up on it. I think he does because the, the fans deserve an answer instead of yeah. what his response was that um, Brian Morris is more of a summer footballer than and Tom Naylor isn't. There's a very weird message he's put out there and a lot of fans, rightfully so, are bit on it and are confused yeah. because... Brian Morris didn't have the best of games, and I don't. I don't I'm not blaming him as such because it is his first two games yeah. back for a year almost. But I just don't think he was ready to be played in the two most important games of the season. I, th- I think playoff games just aren't the games to be experimenting with the team. That is what you know yeah. what preseason is for, and Jack has done it too much. So you know, last season as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, to sort of experiment, I guess that's sort of down to pre-season and I guess maybe partially to some extent teams against like low, like sort of lower opposition, but I'm sorry, you just don't experiment in playoff games. I mean, I don't have anything against Bryn Morris. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't like the best player on the pitch certainly, but you know, he wasn't terrible, but again, would you rather have Bryn Morris who has well, not played since like literally 29th summer 2019 or do you ever have Tom Naylor, who has been playing, you know, week in, week out, captain of the team, defensive midfielder, like knows the team quite well. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. it's again, yeah. really baffling, really baffling situation there. Again, don't know, again, could be something representative of something happening in the dressing room. But again, just, I think there definitely, there definitely are questions raised. And I think it would only be fair for the fans to no, know the truth and let's be... Also, as well, a player that missed out on both playoffs didn't even get in the bench. Ben Close, he didn't even get into the bench in either team and either games. What's that? What happened with there as well? Ben Ben Close, he he was definitely under some scrutiny, sort of yeah. throughout the season. Obviously, obviously he did. I guess he did score those two really good goals at the beginning of the season, but otherwise he hasn't he hasn't really set the the sort of the league on fire. I guess he did slowly start to improve as the season went on, but. Nothing I would say to really write home about. I'm not like it's again established. I guess, I guess with Jackie at least established member of the team. So I wasn't playing week in week out again under some scrutiny. But I mean, as as much as it's definitely an odd decision, 
I'm not as bothered with Ben Close not playing. I think it's definitely odd yeah, considering yeah. sort of Jacket's Jacket's tendencies, but it's not something that I'm like very alarmed about. It mm. it's sort of you know it's I a wasn't... 50-50. I wasn't expecting him to start, but I think I, I, thought, I would have thought he would have been on the bench, just like come on um, yeah. last dying minutes of the game or even just after half time. But I think McGeehan did sort of fill in the role good. And I think Cameron McGeehan yeah. did have a very good two games. It's just unfortunately he did miss it. But yeah, it is I what mean, it is. It must, it must be a bit, a bit tougher for McGeehan. Obviously, there are rumours that uh, Portsmouth are planning to sort of make his deal permanent. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's kind of. It's it's kind of interesting because you know he's obviously come into Portsmouth as a loanee and obviously he's you know I guess the original plan was for him to go back to Barnsley and so he's he's come into the playoff game he's missed the penalty you know in theory lost the game uh, for Portsmouth and then he's going back to Barnsley so it's like yeah he's he's just he's just like messed it up and then he's dipped so yeah you can see the passion he had though he yeah he, he he was one of those players that had a lot of fight from him I, yeah. I think. As a player, he understood Portsmouth and he understood the philosophy of us. And I think he didn't yeah. really enjoy his time here. So I think he would be up for very much up for joining us in a permanent. It's just whether or not Barnsley go down or stay up. Because if they stay, if Barnsley stay yeah. up, I can, I can see uh, McGeehan staying in a permanent. But if Barnsley get relegated, I, can, I can't see him joining. I can't see his parent club letting him. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think um, even, even with us, you know, staying in League One, it's going to be... It's going to be tough for us to um, attract certain players to come back and to sort of, you know, come to Portsmouth. I guess. Obviously, now with the whole sort of um, the whole Corona thing and so yeah. and so forth. So obviously, lots of teams are going to be in not necessarily financial turmoil, but certainly not going to have as big budget as before. So I think we may not see as many transfers this um, this window. I think we're going to be yeah. seeing a lot more teams holding on to their players. Going to be I guess maybe utilizing loans a bit more, sort of maybe utilizing youth teams a bit more. It's it's gonna be it 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 may not be the best for sort of certain teams where they wanna, you know, get promoted and they want then you need to get, you know, good players to sort of go up, but I think it may have a positive impact on getting homegrown players and I guess selling yeah. some players within the club. Definitely, definitely. Speaking about transfer rumors, um there is news spreading on Twitter about um, the, the future of uh, Renan Curtis. He's um, obviously in January he signed a three-year deal, which sort of gave us a sort of glimmer of hope that he would stay. But yeah. I mean, I don't know how true the rumours are, but apparently he's been linked to it in a three million pound deal with Brentford. So a decent championship Brentford. team looking to go into the Prem. I don't know how true the rumour is, but I'm just hoping he doesn't go because he is our star player on the wing. Yeah. Kurt, we we need to do everything in our power to keep Curtis. He is mm. he is our on his, soul. On his day. Yeah, on on his day, he can just be literally unplayable. He, mm. like, you know, obviously he definitely I don't want to say he, like has attitude issues, but obviously he is known as the sort of yeah. that sort of that sort of player. But Shit to some extent, to, yeah. But to to some extent, he kind of has the right to be because he's I would yeah. say you know by far Portsmouth, you know, Portsmouth's best player. He's the sort of, you know, he obviously puts balls into the into the box. He he has what I would say, you know, very, very good ball control. He seems to be able to get out of very tight situations very confidently. So mm. I think we need to do everything in our power to keep Curtis. But yeah. if I was in his shoes, I mean, 
he he's absolutely championship quality. So whether he wants to, you know, spend another year with Porto in League One, when you know again he could be going to Brentford and playing championship championship football, and if he progresses further, could potentially you know bag a move to the Premier League if if he mm. performs well enough. So it's a sort it's that sort of disparity between whether he wants to you know stay at Portsmouth and you know I guess gamble on us being promoted like next season. Or yeah. whether he wants to just go and play championship football straight away and progress his career further, so it's it, it's it's really difficult. But ultimately, we need to do everything in our power to keep Curtis. But ultimately, mm. if he goes, he goes. Ultimately, we just need to yeah replace all the punches and and do and uh, find a replacement. Personally, I don't I don't see him leaving. He has to sign a new contract. He he is he's told him. Um, He's told Pompey he loves the, he loves he loves the club. If you look at his Instagram daily, he, he posts stories that saying he loves how much he loves the city, how much he loves yeah. the club. He's a passionate guy, which I already respect. But going back to his attitude issues, he does have an attitude, and I think sometimes he could get a bit too a bit too big for his boots. And especially the second leg, he had a very quiet game. And if you notice, yeah. he, he didn't take a penalty, and I think that's because he wanted to take the last penalty to sort of. Um, Maybe seem the hero, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think yeah, to like steal that does the deal. Sort of, like the... that does sort of yeah. in, incorporate because of his attitudes, and I think that's a bit of a. He, I think he does think he's a bit too big of a boost, but which is fair enough because he is a good player on his day. But he is, well, I, I like to say he's quite inconsistent because obviously at the start of the season he wasn't great. He was going under scrutiny. Jacket stopped um, starting him for a, a few games, and then and then he sort of got back into the game, and then and then he then did look like the league on fire. But I think he needs a few more years of him. Of he's still. Um, I think your microphone's cut out. Is it? Wait, can I? Um. Wait, I think. Wait, hello. Hello. Oh, I, f- I think I think that was a problem with my headset. Sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. <sighs> I, I hope. So I hope it hasn't gone on the thing. But um, if you, if you, what I was saying is, I think he is a bit too big for his boots at sometimes. Yeah. Because he did, obviously. He's, he's gone under scrutiny a lot, especially at the start of the season where um, he wasn't playing to his best ability. And especially yeah. in the second leg of the, um, the playoffs, he wasn't great. He was a bit quiet. The, uh, the Oxford defenders did manage to handle him well the second game. But overall, I think he needs a, I think he will stay in League One for another year with us because I think he, mm. he does need a bit more improvement on his consistency. He's still quite young, so he's still got time to um, improve. Let me just how old um, Ronan Curtis is. Okay, so he's... I think he's 23. Uh, give me a second. Uh, he's 24. Okay. 24. So okay, it's not as young as I thought. He's, but... you know, he's... Yeah, he's... I've, you know, he's, I guess, to some extent, sort of approaching his prime in his prime sort of, I guess. Yeah. That kind of thing. He's, you know, he's not like a youngster who's, I guess, got loads of time to develop. So he is sort of slowly approaching his prime. So I guess... One more year at Portsmouth, I guess, wouldn't do him any harm. But mm. again, it's sort of looking at, you know, obviously he's got that sort of attitude to him. You know, obviously he he is saying that, because he is showing that he doesn't want to stay, wants to stay at Portsmouth. But you can't really tell because, again, you never know when that that attitude can sort of kick in. And, you know, he could easily just say, well, what am I doing here? I'm staying at a team that... Is lingering around in League One, can't get yeah. promoted to save their life. You know, <laughs> I'm kind of being wasted here. I could be playing at a higher level. So 
it's it's def it's definitely I think a tough one to really to really say, but there's it's a fifty fifty. He he very well might stay, but I wouldn't I wouldn't really be surprised if he if he left as well. Yeah, that, definitely. That's, that's kind of how I see. I think it, if he's I think if he's smart about it, I think he'd look at Jamal Lowe and say that he's gone into the championship with a team like Wigan that hasn't sort of yeah. He hasn't had the best of seasons. Um, in fairness to him, he hasn't. He hasn't been terrible. The Wigan fans have put scrutiny on him because he hasn't been great and was expected yeah. to light the league up, and hasn't. So I think if if Curtis was smart, I think he would give himself another year and say he's not championship ready mm-hmm. just yet. I think but, uh, Jamal Lowe kind of. I guess I guess he did sort of leave to some extent for the championship. I guess, but yeah. I think it also did partially have to do with Paul Cook also being there. Because yeah, obviously, definitely. when you know Jabal was brought in by Paul Cook to Portsmouth, and then Paul Cook obviously left to uh, left to Wigan, and then Jabal kind of followed him. So, I mean, yeah, I think that, that, that's completely a fair point. Um, yeah, I think Ronan Curtis could definitely move to the Championship, but I guess if he does look at the way that that Jamalo kind of failed to to live up to the sort of to his potential. I guess maybe you know we could we could very well you know keep him for another season and sort of see how see how that goes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, Kenny Jacket. What do you think about Kenny Jacket? What are your thoughts on them? Uh, your situation. Um, the elephant in the room, I guess. Yeah. To some extent, I think everyone is is talking about it, and there seems to be a, a very unanimous uh, opinion. Uh, jacket out. Everyone's everyone's calling for him to leave, and honest, like from from the beginning of the season, obviously around the sort of January time, of course, everyone was saying jacket out, jacket out, and you know there was obviously a bit of a disparity between some people saying that we should give him more time, some people saying that he should like leave immediately and we should uh, replace him. Um, throughout the season, I've been, I've I've not really sort of I'm not really one to bandwagon. I guess obviously when tensions get high and and sort of you know you start to have a sort of streak of bad results, you know you will look for sort of things to blame. And I guess Jacket was the one who who took most of that, unfortunately. But yeah. you know he's he's been here, you know, three seasons. First season got us to mid to sort of he got us fighting off for a playoff spot. But ultimately, I think having been promoted from League Two to League One and then finishing sort of around mid table, he did good there. Second season, he got us to the playoffs, which I think was good. But I think the third season, the first season was meant to be asked for the taking. I think first yeah. season was, you know, this season, this was meant to be the season that we now, you know, we bought, we bought, you know, these players who are supposedly not, not necessarily essentially championship quality, but enough for us to get us through, yeah. you know, sort of, it, it, it was, it was, it was Portsmouth's season. It was meant to be their, it was meant to be our season. Essentially, mm-hmm. we are meant to be the ones to to set the league alight. We are meant to be the ones, you know, we've bought all these players and, you know, we've we've replaced Jamalo. We may we I guess to some extent replaced Mark, Matt Clark with Sean Raggett, which you know that's that's quite yeah. that's a, quite questionable. Maybe not maybe not exact replacement, but I say he filled in his role. But I think since you know he's been here three seasons. There's uh, there's definitely a very big disparity between him and the fans. You know, this was meant to be our season. I think it is 
it is ultimately, I think, the right decision that we should be looking for a change. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, jack it out. I think there's definitely mm -hmm. uh, just, just sort of looking at the team selection uh, for the playoff games. I, I, I don't, I don't know what's going through his mind. I, I really, it's very, very, very questionable. It's, I think we definitely need to be looking for a change now because again, we've tried to get to the playoffs two times, lost both opportunities to do it. And I don't know if it's a problem with him just bottling it in playoff games, whether he's just simply incapable or I don't know, but I think we definitely do need to be looking for a replacement. I think time, time and time again, he's been put on, under scrutiny throughout the season. I mean, I've tried to back him as much as possible, give him, give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think at this point, when we've failed to get failed to get promoted twice, very questionable decisions, a lot of scrutiny from fans. I think ultimately, if he stayed at Portsmouth, I think a lot of fans would lose would lose faith in the board, would lose faith in the team. It 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 just simply wouldn't end well uh, for Portsmouth. So. I think ultimately yeah. it it should be the decision that he should leave, and we should be looking for a replacement. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that one. So for, as you said, for the first season, we weren't expected to get anywhere near promotion form, and we we got yeah. we got near playoffs. So there was a point in time where we were in the playoffs, I think, for a few games, and we sort of got the hope that we might finish it, but we didn't, and that was fine with us. We didn't expect to. The second season, however, however, we were ten points clear at the top of January and it would hurt that yeah. no, we are uh, January four and February and March we absolutely just fell off a cliff and Portsmouth yeah. doesn't exist and we bottled it if you will and then the playoffs yeah, again absolutely. against Sunderland two absolutely abysmal performances and, and both the legs we didn't we failed to score again team selections we didn't we didn't start low we didn't play Curtis very interesting team selections again. Yeah. And once again, this season, we've had some very interesting team selections and it's just the same sort of, it's the same sort of dire football we've had now with Jackie. He doesn't play pretty yeah. football. It does work some, at some points, football, but at most of the times it doesn't. And it's, as you said, the club's going to get into a toxic, very toxic environment very, very quickly. Fans will boycott. Yeah. I've seen a lot of fans saying that next season, if fans are allowed in the stadium, they won't be renewing their season ticket. Yeah. And that it's going to get toxic. I think to to me, I, this is going into like into tactics and tactics and stuff. But I just I don't understand the four two three one formation. Neither do I. Like I think anyone does. It, it's such it's such a weird formation to sort of uh, to sort of use. I you know I think I guess, I think four two three ones are kind of I don't know that they're not they're not really. Is it really that commonly used in like the English leagues? Obviously, the the stereotype is you know four four two and and so on and so forth. But I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't think it's the right it's the right formation for Portsmouth. But it it's a know, good formation, he, but just not for us because we leave Mark when yeah. we play Marquis. He's too isolated. He needs a, he needs someone to lay him off, and that's where Ellis Harrison should come in in a yeah, four four yeah. two two up front, sort of how we did with Hawkins. Hawkins was sort of a, um, last season where he would lay off. Um, Pittman or to someone, he would, yeah, he, would lay, yeah. he would lay the ball off to someone, and that's how we score. But yeah, absolutely. If we, have, if we have two up front, we, we, Marquis won't be as isolated. Like we signed him yeah. for two million pounds. He, he scored what twenty four or five goals last season. He's, he's done that quite consistently with Doncaster, and because he was in the right system. If we played yeah. him, if we played Marquis in the right system with um, another striker helping him, he he would have got 12, 20 goals. I'm saying, I, I think he would have. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Marquis hasn't really set the league alight this season. I no. think there's definitely been some moments where he's definitely, I guess, performed. You know, that the Exeter game, I guess, comes to mind. He's obviously scored that last minute goal, but I mean, we, we, we scored like in the dying minutes against Exeter's youth team. Yeah. It's just, it's just, like, I know lots of people were like, you know, really chuffed about it, but it, you know, I, yeah, I don't really see it that way. It, it, was, it was definitely a very shithousery moment and it's definitely like, like a, a fan spectacle, but in terms of what it meant for the team, like it's, it's just such it's a... Youth Exeter, it wasn't such a like, game such. It got us to win, yeah. really, but... We should, really should have done better against the next to youth team. Yeah, I think again, Marcus. Like, I have I have faith in him. I think he de- he I can see the potential. He has proven with Doncaster that he is able to perform. Mm. But he, I I think he does need to. We we do need to build a system around Curtis and Marcus because. Yeah. That's kind of I think we need to work with what we have at the moment because we spent two million pounds in him, which. You know, isn't isn't a isn't a, a small amount for League One, so I guess we do kind of want to get the best we can for our money. Exactly, exactly. But um, on to like the final topic of this part today's podcast. Um, yeah. Where, what should we do next to get promoted? Other than maybe a change of manager, where else should we? Do? It's um, it's tough. It's it's well, it's not necessarily tough, but it's just sort of. It's, there's so many different circumstances that, that we have to take into account in order to see what we can do. Obviously, the whole corona thing and obviously lots of teams are going to be financially impacted. So our budget may not be as big or as it was last season or as it will be in future. So we may not have as much money to sort of splash out and get good players to get us promoted. Mm. Obviously, change manager is, I would say, imperative, essential, just you know, needed. I think we need to look at sort of certain positions. I think we need to we need to establish whether we want to what we want to do with with our goalkeeper situation because I think we have was it three goalkeepers? So we have Craig Bass and then we have that American recruit Turnbull. Turnbull. Yeah, yeah, Turnbull. So I like is is Craig willing to be to play second fiddle because. Because in my eyes, I think I think he's he's too good to be playing second. Yeah, he doesn't, fiddle. He doesn't he, deserve to be a second fiddle keeper. No, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him at all in the slightest for leaving because he he yeah. doesn't deserve to be a second fiddle keeper. So it's, that's the, yeah, absolutely the truth. So so I think either we we need to make our we need to make a serious decision whether we want to keep using Bass and sort of I guess put up with some inconsistencies with him, or whether we want to establish like. A, establish Craig back as a normal as our main keeper and sort of use him in terms of defense um I don't know if I don't know if we're planning to keep Raggett I guess he started off maybe not the best but I guess he did sort of you know he, he did he did slowly start performing a lot better and I guess he did uh, get some sort of fan of praise you know Raggett for England and such <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah I think we we do also need to be looking into into getting a left back because Seddon isn't I don't he, Seddon isn't going to stay you know he's I, he's going to go back to Birmingham. Can't, I can't see Birmingham then letting him go. I'm afraid. No, absolutely not. He's got he's got a wondrous left foot and you know mm. it will definitely be used to advantage. 
in terms of I think there are certain players we need to need to be looking at and potentially letting go, potentially some deadwood. But I think we also do need to uh, keep certain players. I think yeah. Marcus Harness is, I don't know, he's, he, he's, he's been a bit on and off this season. He's, again, yeah. he's, had, he's had some, ga- some good games, but I think general fan opinion tem- tends, tends to be that he's a bit, he's, he's kind of a second fiddle. Um, winger, I guess to some extent, but mm-hmm. I think, I think, I I don't I don't know if it's really if it's really in our interest to be going up, uh, next season. I think, I think all fans definitely want to go up. I think it's definitely something that is in our intentions, but whether I think we need to be, sort of. I guess mature with our expectations. Again, yeah. we need to look at need to look at the, the sort of money that we have. We need to look at the players that we have. You know, it 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 may it very well may not even be a problem with the players. It may just simply be a problem with the manager. You know, it yeah. you know, Marcus Marcus hasn't really performed. It could very well be that we just need a new manager. He'll you know switch things up. He'll sort of have better communication with the players. Sort of establish his role, and then you know. The team will just sort of start gelling together, and we'll just you know fly through. So, in terms of what we need to do, it's it's tough. It's I yeah. think obviously manager is is the main staple that we need to do, but definitely, it's 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 sort of looking which players want to stay, which players want to leave. It's keep keeping certain players. It's um, it's questionable. I think we need to. I think once we get a new manager. Then, then we will finally establish what we want to do. I guess so. Yeah. That that is that is the drawing point. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of seasons, I think if we wanted to go up, it would have, it would have had to have been this season. If you look at the playoffs, one of the easiest, probably some of the easiest oppositions we've had: Fleetwood, Wickham, and Oxford. Whereas next season, it's going to be a lot tougher. We're probably going to have teams going down, like yeah. maybe Stoke City. They're a big club. They're a big team. They're probably going to sort themselves yeah. out for next season. We're going to have Ipswich, who. Had a bit of a poor start to this season, but I think they'll sort themselves out by next season. Same with Sunderland; yeah. they're never going to be they're going to be another good team. Luton and Barnsley are likely likely to go down as well, and they'll be definitely League One contenders. So, I think next yeah. season it's going to be really really tough to get up. I think Stoke is certainly not a small team. Oh, yeah. like that you know they they were literally in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. So they def I think they definitely know what it takes to be in the Premier League. So. That's going to be tough for us to play against Barnsley as well. Relatively solid team. It's going to be it's going to be a lot harder for us to yeah. to go up the season. So, I think I think we we have the potential to go up, but I think at the same time, we again it just we just need to be mature. We need to look at what we have, look at what we what we have the potential to do, and sort of base our our expectations off of that. It's you know obviously yeah. there are going to be loads of fans who are going to be you know ah oh, promotion at at absolutely at you know sort of promotion and nothing else all you want is promotion and to get promoted yeah. but what's you know what what is the use of of being promoted sort of scraping by promotion and then you know getting relegated the next season next season so I think what is better for us to do is again develop the team start from scratch sort of build up. Kind of what we've been doing for the last couple of seasons, and maybe hasn't worked out too well. Just build up, get players, 
build up the budget, sort of build what is a champ, sort of a, not necessarily a championship level team, because again, it's going to be difficult to get championship level players in League One, but sort of, you know, build a team that is, that is capable of getting promotion and sort of, I guess, have like a solid season where we are confidently going up so that we're not just, we're not sort of, shit sort of doing the whole shit house thing in chat in the championship i want to yeah. when we go up i want to i want to stay up that's kind of what i'm going for exactly that yeah anyway um i think that's a very very good point on where we yeah. should be a very realistic standpoint because i do think we need to be realistic here and say whether or not we deserve championship we don't have a divine right to win every game so i think we need to be yeah. a bit more realistic especially next season it's going to be way more tougher than this season so we should have if we if we were to take it an opportunity to do it we should have done it this season but i yeah, think absolutely i don't think we'll be going up for another season or maybe even two yeah absolutely i think this season this season uh, so obviously looking sort of looking at which players we're going to be keeping i think this season um might be beneficial in terms of i guess improving away form our away yeah. form this season has been put simply abysmal. completely abysmal completely abysmal so uh, if we do keep a majority of the players who again question whether that's with jacket or whether that's with just the players so i think if if you know this season we do um if well, next season we do sort of play against that sort of tougher opposition and we are forced to you know play out of our comfort zones that may very well sort of i guess prepare us for that sort of tougher opposition when we do eventually well, if we do go into the championship. So yeah. it's, I think people people are going to talk about us staying in League One as this like terrible thing, how we're still, you know, playing this lackluster football and how we're, mm. we should be in the championship already. But I think ultimately it's just, it's just taking it slowly, building up, developing and being in a comfortable position when we do actually get there. Exactly that, mate. Anyway, I think that concludes nicely to this podcast. So, All right. th- thank you, Dovi for being here. It's been a very good All guest. Right. Thank you for having me. I've, I've tried to, try to sort of put my opinions through. I think there are going to be certain fans who may not sort of look at it as, at such a constructive standpoint. But yeah. I think I think it's it's important to have a balance of the opinions of the fans who are quite demanding and then also having the sort of constructive side of it as well. So I am yeah. interested to see the sort of, if, if we will have sort of guests on who will have that sort of dynamic and yeah. seeing what matches up. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you very much for joining. Um, right, do com- thank you so much for having People me. watching do comment your opinions and what um, you think we, we've said and whether or not we're right or not. But anyway, thank you for joining. All right. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Okay. So yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. No worries. Thank you for having me. It was great fun. <laughs> yeah. So this is the first one. I mean, I'm probably going to be doing a lot more. So I'll, if, if you want to join, just say whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just like shoot, shoot me a message because, I mean, I'm, I'm basically free most of the time at this point. Obviously, I yeah. have the sort of setup. So, you know, I am I am able to sort of get on and, and just talk basically. I'm Obviously, I have, I have a couple of 